you for listening to another inspiring message from The Movement Church. To find out more about The Movement Church, you can check out our website at theocmovement.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The OC Movement. Well, good morning, Movement Church, and Merry Christmas. Hey, do me a favor, turn to somebody in your house right now and say, Merry Christmas. Come on, say it loud and proud. And if you're watching by yourself, throw it in the chat. Say, Merry Christmas. Throw a Christmas tree emoji in there, maybe a Santa emoji. We are days away from the greatest holiday on the planet, not just because we get gifts and give gifts, but because we're celebrating the birth of Jesus. And I love this time of year. I love this holiday. And I hope that you have an expectation that God's going to do something amazing over the next few days. But I really hope you have a great expectation about what God's going to do today. And man, listen, I'm so glad you chose to tune in. If you're new, my name's Carrie. I'm one of the pastors here at the Movement Church. And man, we have some exciting things in store for you. I've got a creative and different message for you, something that I've never done before. And I'll tell you more about that in a minute. But before I get into the message today, I got to give you some information about things that's happening in the next couple days and weeks. Number one, on Christmas Eve, we have our Christmas Eve traditional service coming at you online. It is going to be a service like you've never experienced before. In fact, it's one for the record books. You're going to want to invite all of your friends. We'll have multiple times that our service will premiere. We're going to have something for children of all ages. We'll have a story that we're going to be reading to the kids and it'll be interactive. We'll be able to be a part of it. We've got some special music coming your way. I'm telling you, you don't want to miss it. And here's the good news. It's 30 minutes. We want to make sure that it can fit into the traditions of your day. We'll have multiple premieres of this, so there's something for everyone. You don't want to miss it. And the Sunday following Christmas is our Believe Sunday, and this will be online only. You don't want to miss it. This is where we sit down as an individual or family, and we write down the top 10 things we're believing that God's going to do in our life in the upcoming year. Come on, how many of you are ready to cross the threshold into a new year and have great expectation, great hope, for the miracles that God wants to do in our life. And most importantly, say bye-bye to 2020. Can I get an amen? You don't want to miss it. The Sunday following Christmas. And then we'll be back in person the first weekend of January. We'll be indoor, outdoor, online, everything that you need because I'm telling you, God wants to do something amazing. But what's most important is we're starting our 21 days of prayer and fasting, which we do every year. And this is one of my favorite times of the year. We start the year off by putting our focus and attention on who God is and what He wants to do in our life. And I want to invite you to be a part of it. I'm telling you, I believe it's going to be life-changing. These are just a few things that are coming your way. You don't want to miss any of them. But I want to preach a message to you. In fact, I'm excited about it. Do you know that I have, this is my 40th Christmas in church. My 40th Christmas, I was born, and the week later, I was in church on the front row with my family. I've been in church my whole life, and I just kind of, sometimes I want to kind of shake things up and do something new, and I know those of you that are watching, you're familiar with the 12 days of Christmas, the song. Well, today I've got a 12-point sermon coming your way called the 12 Ways of Christmas. You are going to want to lean in. In fact, get your app ready. You want to take some notes because we've been talking about experiencing the wonder this Christmas season. 
And I want to talk to you about the 12 ways of Christmas, 12 ways that you can experience the wonder right now in your life. And I believe if you lean in, God's going to speak profoundly to you. So to kick it off, let's pray. Let's invite God to do and say what he wants to in our lives right here, right now. Would you bow your heads right where you're watching? And lean in, raise your level of expectation and faith. And let's ask God to do something awesome. God, we just come before you now. We thank you that you're here. You're here through the airwaves. You're moving and you're speaking. And I pray, God, right now that you would speak creatively and uniquely to each of us individually. Help us to see the things that you want us to see, to adjust the things you want us to adjust so we can become the people you've created us to be. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody typed in the chat, amen and amen. Well, listen, I've got a 12-point sermon, and i got to preach it to you in 25 minutes, so they're going to help me with my countdown timer to keep me on track, but you got to listen fast because it'll help me. You need to get the app out right now and follow along in your notes because I'm telling you, at least three of these points is for you, and three of these are for your friend. In fact, you should probably text a friend right now, tell them to tune in. They don't want to miss this message. Listen, tell somebody the 12 ways of Christmas. Type it in the chat. Tell somebody else the 12 ways of Christmas, how to experience the wonder. Are you ready? Number one, laugh more. Turn to somebody and say, laugh more. Type a laughing emoji in the chat right now. Laugh more. If you want to experience the wonder of Christmas, some of you need to start laughing a little bit more. Proverbs 17, 22 says this, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. And I think some of you watching right now probably identify with that last part. You feel like your strength has been sapped, like tree sap has clung to your soul and kills joy within you. But I want to just tell you, you don't have to overanalyze this. You don't have to overthink this. Some of you just need to laugh a little bit more. I'm telling you, that's what you need in your life right now. So what helps you find joy? For me, you know what helps me find joy? Watching Christmas Vacation. You know what else helps me find joy? Watching Elf. Maybe some of you need to pull out some old school Monty Python and give that a go and just laugh a bit. Some of you just need to hang out with some good friends with no agenda and just laugh. I'm telling you, it's going to change your life. And let me encourage you with this. If you can laugh about it later, you can laugh about it now. I'll never forget. Some of you may have heard this story. We were potty training my youngest daughter, Avery, and we did everything we could to help her out. I hope she's a little bit embarrassed right now. In fact, we sang a, a song to her when she would go potty. We'd say, Avery went potty. She's such a hottie. No, she's not naughty because she went potty. And we would clap and cheer, and she did awesome. And she was good at going number one, but she didn't quite figure out going number two. One morning, Megan and I had just sat down with our coffee and we were just sitting in our little place on the couch and reading the word and we heard from upstairs, I went poopy on the potty, I went poopy on the potty and we were like, this is exciting. And she runs around the corner and she stands before us with a shirt on and no bottoms and there was chocolate fudge running down her leg and at that moment we realized in her excitement of going poopy on the potty, she had jumped off before she had finished. Then 
then we realize she can't walk down the stairs. She boot scoot boogied down the stairs. And so all the way down was more chocolate fudge. So we get up off the couch. We put our coffee down and we started an hour long process of cleaning. And we were so angry. And in the middle of cleaning, we realized, you know what? We're going to laugh about this later. So we might as well laugh about it now. Can I get an amen? Listen, some of you just need to laugh a little bit more. Amen? Laugh a little bit more. Maybe you're still struggling with that concept of laughing, which leads me to my next point. Laugh more. Number two, discover gratitude. You know, it's nearly impossible to be grateful for anything when we're only focused on the negative. That's why I said discover. That means to go on a journey because it might be difficult depending on the circumstances that you're facing right now. You know, thankfulness, listen, is an acknowledgement of something good, but gratitude is an internal feeling. And I want to challenge you to go on the journey of discovering gratitude. Listen to what Hebrews 13 says. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance in his name. Why does it say sacrifice of praise? Because I'm going to have to sacrifice focusing on the negative so that I can focus on some gratitude. Listen, I know that challenging circumstances surround us, so you might need to sacrifice your worry and your fear and your anxiety. And today, write down three things that you can be grateful for, just three things. And listen, maybe the number one for you is just the fact that you're breathing, and that's a good place to start. But today, start by writing down some things that you can be grateful for. Number one, laugh more. Number two, discover gratitude. And number three, tradition. That's right, say that, tradish. Turn to somebody and say, tradish. If you're alone, type it in the chat rooms, tradish. I just wanted to make up some words today. I wanted to give the word tradition uh, an action to it. I wanna challenge you this year to make sure that you tradish. In other words, that you make tradition a priority. You don't need to be bound by it, but make it a priority. My kids are the most traditional people on the planet. We have certain movies that we have to watch on certain days of the year in December specifically. We have certain meals that we have to eat as we approach Christmas. We have certain places that we have to go because we've done it every year prior. And if we try to change that tradition, it's like they get a mob out to lynch me and my wife because they are so focused on tradition. And can I just tell you, I love it. I absolutely love it. Because tradition is healthy for us. Let me tell you some things that tradition do. Tradition contributes to a sense of comfort and belonging. Tradition brings us together. Tradition reinforces values and culture which matter. Tradition celebrates the things in life that actually really do matter. Tradition builds lasting memories and tradition listen creates opportunities to pause and reflect listen to psalm 46 it says this god you're such a safe and powerful place to find refuge you're a proven help in time of trouble more than enough and always available whenever i need you so we will never fear even 
every structure of support were to crumble away, we will not fear even when the earth quakes and shakes, moving mountains and casting them into the sea. For the raging war of stormy winds and crashing waves cannot erode our faith in you. And I love this. Pause and reflect. Listen, we're in a year right now that feels like stormy winds and crashing waves and earthquaking, shaking, and mountains moving. And the best thing that we can do is to pause and reflect. And that's what tradition allows us to do, to pause and remember of the good things that God has done. Laugh more, discover gratitude, tradition, and number four, let it go. Somebody say, let it go. I know you're thinking the Frozen song, do not sing it. You know, in years past, when they were training elephants in circuses, as elephants were babies, they would take a metal clasp, a massive chain, and a stake in the ground, and they would clasp that chain to the ankle of the elephant. And he was too young and too small to remove the clasp or break the chain, and that was how they trained the elephant to stay in the circus tent. But as the elephant would grow, they would continue to use the chain and the clasp and a stake, but the elephant would outgrow it. In fact, it was stronger than the chain of the clasp, but it didn't see past it. In fact, this elephant would live its life tethered to or bound to a chain and living in a circus tent under the deception that this chain held the power. And some of you right now need to stop living life tethered to a chain or bound to something that has no power over your life. It has no power over your life. It's time to let it go, to let go of the past, to let go of the labels, to let go of the mistakes to let go of the addictions, to let go of the should-haves, to let go of the failures. I love what Paul says in Philippians 3, I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. It's time to let it go. Laugh more, discover gratitude, tradition, let it go. Number five, live generously. Sir Winston Churchill said, we make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. Generosity is not just something that we think, it's a way that we live. So how are you going to be generous this Christmas? A stingy life, my friends, is not a life at all. In fact, Proverbs says this in chapter 11, the world of the generous gets larger and larger, but the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Laugh more. Discover gratitude, tradition, let it go, live generously. Number six, include someone new. Somebody say include someone new. I love the story in Luke 19 where Jesus was passing through Jericho and the crowds came to see them and see him and they lined the streets and people followed him everywhere they go. And there was a man who was short in stature. His name was Zacchaeus, but he couldn't see through the crowds. So he ran up ahead and he climbed up a tree. And as Jesus passed by, he looked up in the tree and he said, Zacchaeus, come down because I'm eating dinner at your house today. 
Zacchaeus was a tax collector, an outcast, someone who had been forgotten and neglected by the community, but Jesus included him into the circle, ate dinner with him, and the Bible says that just because Jesus spent time with him, it brought salvation to Zacchaeus' house. And Zacchaeus said, that's it. All that I have stolen, I'll give it back and more. Life change took place when Jesus merely included someone new. I want you to have great friendships. I want you to have close friendships but I don't want you to become so close with certain people that you become exclusive. That's not the mission of the heart of Jesus. This is a year to be inclusive and it's not convenient. It might feel uncomfortable, but it's worth it. Someone in your world needs you and it might just very well change their life. So who will you include this year? Laugh more. Discover gratitude, tradition, let it go, live generously, include someone new. Number seven, celebrate others. Somebody write that in the chat, celebrate others. I love Romans 12, 15. It said, celebrate with those who celebrate and weep with those who grieve. On August 5th, 1979, the world was given the greatest gift second only to Jesus Christ. Megan Ellingwood Lavorne was born, and she truly is the greatest human that I have ever met on the planet. She loves God with her whole heart, and she loves people with her whole heart, and that isn't fake. That is absolutely real, and I love her friendship mantra. Her friendship mantra is this, I will be a cheerleader for and a champion of my friends. I will be a cheerleader for and a champion of my friends. Hey, listen, let's be a people who are truly stoked for others when they are successful. Let's be a people who are truly happy for others when they have great things take place. Let's be a people who celebrate others. In fact, it won't be easy. But if we'll focus on celebrating others, our feelings will follow. So here's my challenge to you right now. Try it today. I wanna challenge you, go on social media. Don't just like something, don't just comment something, but snap a photo. Honor somebody on your social media feed and just brag about how awesome they are. I'm telling you, there's something amazing that takes place when we celebrate others. Laugh more, discover gratitude, tradition, let it go, live generously, include someone new, celebrate others. Number eight, be celebrated. Yeah, you. You need to be celebrated. In fact, I wanna just challenge you. This Christmas, go where you're celebrated and not just merely tolerated. Let me say that again. This Christmas, go where you're celebrated and not just merely tolerated. Why? Because you are freaking awesome. Yeah, you are. You're saying me? Yes, you are freaking awesome. So stop subjecting yourself to environments where people around you just tear you down instead of building you up. You are amazing. Listen, years back, we had a girl who would go home every year for Christmas and every time she'd come back discouraged and just, just so frustrated and down on herself. We're like, what's going on? And we would pry a little further only to find out that her family was just constantly cutting her down, constantly talking negative about her, constantly talking about all the things she hadn't accomplished. And we said, hey, stop going home for Christmas. Go where you're celebrated and not just 
tolerated. Why? Because you're awesome and you deserve it. Laugh more. Discover gratitude. Tradish. Let it go. Live generously. Include someone new. Celebrate others. Be celebrated. And number nine, limit access. What does that mean? Well, weeks back, Pastor Megan talked about how the five friends that are closest to us we will actually become most like. We become most like the five friends that we are closest to. If you're giving people access to your life, they're shaping how you act, how you think, how you feel, and how you believe. Listen to me. The people who are closest to you are shaping how you act, how you think, how you speak, and how you feel. That's non-negotiable. You don't get to decide if that's real or not, but you do get to decide who has access to your life. Listen, look at me in the eyes. Stop giving jack wagons access to your life. I mean that right now. Stop it. So here's some questions. You gotta think through your coworkers. Some of you who are watching, you're in a dating relationship and your boyfriend or your girlfriend are jack wagons and you gotta ditch them. It's time to end that relationship. And you've been holding off, but you're watching this and right now you're thinking, you know what, shoot, Pastor Kerry, not only are you good looking, but you're brilliant. You're right, I gotta do this. Maybe it's some roommates. Some of you watching need to get rid of or change your housing scenario. Well, I don't know what I'll do. I don't know where I'll go. Hey, listen, I'm just telling you, you become like your closest friends. And some of you need to change your housing scenario. Some of it could be your best friends. The people that you're speaking with on a regular basis. Here's a question to ask. Do the people who are closest to you champion your past issues and problems? Do they champion immorality? Do they champion negativity? Or do the people who are closest to you champion godliness? Do they champion the call of God on your life? Do the people who are closest to you champion hope? If that's the case, those are the people to be around. Limit the access. Limit their access. Laugh more. Discover gratitude. Tradish. Let it go. Live generously. Include someone new. Celebrate others. Be celebrated. Limit access. Number 10. We're getting so close and you're doing good on time. I'm proud of you. You're listening well. Number 10. Choose forgiveness. Somebody say choose forgiveness. Somebody type it in the chat room. Say choose forgiveness. I just can't get past this notion. In fact, I've worked this into almost every sermon over the past six weeks because I believe that some of you who are watching, you're still holding on to unforgiveness and this is a year to forgive. Not 2021, but this year, right now, even before Christmas, this is the time to forgive. We hold on to our pain or hurt or rejection, falsely believing that by holding on to it, I'm getting back at those who hurt me. It's kind of like trying to swim in the ocean while holding on to a semi-truck. It's never going to work and you will drown. It's time to let go. I'm not saying that it removes the pain or the rejection or the hurt, but I'm saying it's time to start swimming freely. It's time to forgive. I love what Romans 5, 6 says, Christ arrived at just the right time to make this happen. He didn't and doesn't wait for us to get ready. He presented himself for this sacrificial death when we were far too weak and rebellious to do anything to get ourselves ready. And even if we hadn't been so weak, 
we wouldn't have known what to do anyway. We can understand someone dying for a person worth dying for, and we can understand how someone good and noble could inspire us to selfless sacrifice. But God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death while we are of no use whatsoever to him. Another translation says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In other words, he chose to forgive you. And if he did that for you and me, we can do that for others. Hey, listen, I want to push pause on this 12-point sermon and talk to some of you who right now need to know that Jesus chose you. He's forgiven everything in your past and wants a relationship with you. And there's a starting point. It's not through osmosis. It's not church membership. It's not eradicating your past. It's simply saying yes to Jesus. And right now, I'm going to give you a chance to do that. Right where you're seated, right where you're watching, this is your moment. In a moment, I'm going to pray a prayer, and I want to challenge you. Make the prayer I pray your own. And listen, some of you watching, you may have prayed a prayer like this before, but you've been running from God since, and today is your day to come back. Let's make this Christmas about beginning that relationship with Jesus for the first time or the first time in a long time. Right where you're at, do me a favor, bow your heads. Close your eyes. Nobody looking around, nobody moving. If that's you, and today is the day to begin the journey with Jesus, just make these words your own. Just say, dear God, I know you love me. You've given me purpose. You've chosen me. I'm not perfect. Would you forgive me? And now make this statement your own. Just say, Jesus, I give you my life. In Jesus' name. Hey, look at me for a moment. If you prayed that prayer, don't let it be the last step you take in this journey of faith. Let's make this Christmas the greatest Christmas ever. We'll tell you what to do in your next step in just a moment. But you just made the greatest decision of your life, and we are here for you. Amen. Somebody type amen in the chat. We are here for you. Laugh more. Discover gratitude. Tradition. Live, oh, let it go. Live generously. Include someone new. Celebrate others. Be celebrated. Limit access. Choose forgiveness. Number 11, walk confidently. Yeah, I said that on purpose. Walk confidently. Somebody write that down. I made a mashup. I'm preaching. I can say whatever I want. Walk confidently. That's confident and humbly. Walk confidently and humbly. Listen, you were chosen by God. You are more than a conqueror. You are victorious. You are a bad mamma jamma. Listen, the moment you woke up this morning, Jesus was like, yeah, that's my people right there. He was fired up and excited because of who you are. You are awesome. But listen to me. You are awesome because he is awesome. 
You are awesome because He is awesome. Listen to this. John 4, 4 says, My dear children, you come from God and belong to God. You've already won a big victory over those false teachers. For the Spirit in you is far stronger than anything in the world. You are awesome because God is awesome. So walk confidently, knowing that He is at work in you that he is at work in me, but walk humbly, knowing that without him, we are nothing. Listen, humility is not thinking less of yourself. Humility is thinking of yourself less. So walk confidently. Somebody needs to work that into a sentence today because you can walk confidently in the fact that God chose you and humbly in the fact that you are nothing without him. I am nothing without him. And he chose me. Can I get an amen from somebody who's confident right now? Yes. And amen. Number 12. Oh, let me read these all again. Laugh more. Discover gratitude. Tradish. Let it go. Live generously. Include someone new. Celebrate others. Be celebrated. Limit access. Choose forgiveness. Walk confidently. Number 12. Dream big. Somebody say dream big right now. Dream big. Listen, it's time to dream big. I know 2020 has been one heck of a year. It's been a pretty crappy year, if we're just being honest. But it's time to dream big. Why? Because we serve a big God who has big plans for you. It's time to dream big. Christmas is about the bigness of God. Christmas is about the future that God has for us. Isaiah 9, 6 in the prophetic word about Jesus said this, for unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. He can handle everything. He can take everything on his back. The government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, not weak God, not passive God, mighty God, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father. That means there is no end to who he is. He lasts forever. The prince of peace, which means in the middle of the craziest storm, the worst year of your life, he can bring a peace that passes all understanding. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. It's time to dream big dreams again. The greatest days of your life are ahead of you. And I believe that God wants to wake up the wonder in each of us. Let me pray for you today. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? God, we thank you that you're here, that you've given us purpose. But we thank you that you gave your son Jesus for us the wonderful counsel, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. So God, today, we put our eyes and our focus on who you are and dream big for the things that you want to do in our lives today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with us today, we are so excited to be a part of this journey with you. Would you email us at info at theocmovement.com? And if you're not in the area, we would love to help you find another life-giving church near you. Send us an email at info at theocmovement.com and we'll get back to you shortly. Thank you again for listening to another inspiring message from The Movement Church.